0: Hey, security peeps. We are live with another edition of Breaking Into Cybersecurity. I am Renee Small, Cybersecurity Super Recruiter. Excited to be here with you again today, demystifying cybersecurity careers and also helping amazing leaders find great talent. I am here with two wonderful people today. It is Cybersecurity Awareness Month. We're doing lives every single day of October. So. Chris Folon, first and foremost, my brother from another mother. Say what's up to the people.
1: Hey everyone, hope you're having a great day.
0: And we have Alphonse Mutuku here with us today. Say hi to everybody, Alphonse.
2: Hey, how are you doing? Um, Thank you guys for inviting me. I'm really honored to be here. So looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, same here. We are super excited to have you here. So Alphonse, Mm -hmm. a little bit of of intro for Alphonse. Alphonse, um, came to us through this organization called Perscolus, And Perscolus, and I know Alphonse will talk to us about it, but Perscolus is um, kind of like a bridge. They help people with certifications. They get people set up into internship opportunities and, uh, you know, their first role into security. Alphonse um 24 um, or 25, sorry, 25 years old. Um, undergrad, on, yeah. undergrad in 2017, right? Then went and got his certifications. Mm-hmm. And Alphonse, I want you to start out with telling me what's really, really. You know, we had this this little pre conversation. It's really fascinating um, how you got into security right now and where you are today as a security engineer. Um, but talk to us about what made you go. Well, talk to us about what PerSColis is and how you found out about it and what made you kind of like take the path of going to per Scolis, um before you started looking for, started looking at like certifications?
2: Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just a little bit about myself. Um, you know, I grew up in the D.C. area, Prince George's County, uh, went to high school, uh, did Math Catholic. Um, and then I went to college in Pennsylvania, Lycoming College, uh, got, got my major in uh, criminal justice and a uh, minor in computer science graduated in 2017. And um, how I got interested in cybersecurity is because, you know, I was, when I was younger, used to watch a lot of uh, crime shows, you know, NCIS, Law and Order, Criminal Minds. And uh, I always wanted to stop, um, you know, bad guys. But um, during my sophomore year, you know, I I recognized or I realized rather that I didn't want to, you know, go down the law enforcement route or, you know, detective route or be out there in the field. So I took an interest in Computer-based crimes, and I started reading into it. I started uh, watching documentaries um, about cyber uh, attacks that happened in our in our in the last decade. Um, so that's where I just started getting getting an interest for this field. And um, you know, right after I graduated, um, you know, I had difficulties trying to find jobs, just like any young graduate right out of school would have, right? So what I did was. Um, through a family friend, I was able to find out about Prescolas, which is a nonprofit that provides uh, tuition-free technology training to people who are interested in getting into tech. So basically what happened was I, um, my bad, sorry, I had Alexa (laughs) on. I, um, yeah, I, um, basically after that, um, yeah, I, um, was able to learn about Prescolas, and, um, that just opened the door for me right away into technology, um, for the first part, and then cybersecurity. So when I was at Prescolas, um, you know, working in a classroom, um, going through just my basic fundamentals, really learning about networking, um, you know, routers, switches, ports, protocols, um, you know, uh, routing protocols, all all the fundamental things that you need in IT to understand how communications happen throughout an enterprise and in a network, and then learning more about the security side. So once we've learned how everything talks to each other, it's more of uh, trying to figure out at that point, how do you secure all that infrastructure? So um, the Prescolas program is about three months. And within that time frame, I was able to get the Network Plus and Security Plus certifications. So those are CompTIA. Um, those are globally recognized certifications, um, entry, entry level that help you get into cybersecurity and would give you a solid foundation to do so. Um, so that's how I, I learned, I, I learned about Prescolas and, um, uh, that's just a little bit about the program that I was in, um, which put me on a platform to be in the position that I am today.
1: Wow. That's amazing. Um, when, w- within your three month program, did they have like hands-on activities or was it mainly, um, focused on trying to pass the cert?
2: Yeah. So basically what they did was, uh, Everything was, you know, focused on trying to, be, uh, to pass the certification. But at the same time, they gave us hands-on, you know, training. So uh, they gave us routers, firewalls, switches, right? Told us to go into the routers, see what the configuration is like. How, this is how you configure security on your router, on your switch. This is how you set up the rules on the firewall, right? To allow and d- deny traffic um, to certain uh, systems. So we were able to get all of that kind of hands-on training. That way, when you left the program, you be able to kind of speak to some of the things that a lot of these um, professionals are doing within the tech field or cybersecurity space.
0: And Alphonse, is it all day for the three months? Is it 40 hours a week? How does that work? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So this is all day, nine, nine to four, nine to five. So it's pretty much like a full-time job. Um, and, you know, it, it, it it's something that you, you're going to have to sacrifice. You know, at me at the time I was, you know, right out of school. So I didn't, you know, have a whole lot going on at the time. But I know, you know, other people who are with me in the program, you know, with families and, you know, jobs and all that, you know, if, if it's something that you're willing to partake in, you have to make a little bit of a sacrifice depending on your situation, right? But um Pascola, since I've been in it, has grown a lot. Um, I know now they're expanded to multiple more states um, than when I started. I think there was only like a they were available in only like maybe four or five regions in the United States. Now it's in a, it's in a, a plethora of them. So, um, yeah, depending on, you know, your situation and which, how you're trying to break into technology or cybersecurity, um, this this could be a program potentially that could, you know, change your life.
0: And remind me again, is it is it paid or is it a free program or is it, you know, do you have to pay a stipend? Is there...
2: So this is free, completely free. Um, You go in, you apply. Um, If you're selected for the next steps, you take an aptitude test just to test your capability, right? Um, Like a standard SAT exam format type of. And then after that, um, you know, you do your interview with uh, the personnel within that facility that you're applying to. And then if you get accepted um, to the course that you want to engage in, uh, you know, that that's the first step. Uh, those are the, the entry steps for you to move into that program.
0: I want to shout out some people before we move forward because they are always here. Our friends to the show, Ben. Hey, good morning, Ben. He says, good morning, everybody. Ozzy is back. Hi, y'all. She was here on Sunday telling her story. And she joked around that Alexa wants to be part of this conversation. We are Alexa time, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice one, man. Danielle, hey, Danielle, she says good morning. Um, Mm -hmm. Ozzy again wants to know what the name of the program is and it's called Per Scholas, P-E-R-S-C-H-O-L-A-S and I will put a link in the chat, Per Scholas. Um, Mm -hmm. David here says, lucky number 13, Kyle, but you should get on this show. Great job, Renee Small. Thank you, David. Okay, he is lucky number 13 today. Um so Alphonse, you get into PerScolis, you took three months. You're, you're so it's pretty much like a full-time job for 30 out for uh, 40 hours a week over the course of three months. Um, you're learning everything that you need to learn to pass the security plus and a network plus. Um, mm-hmm. are they training you on anything else? Are they, are they giving you tips on how to Um, interview or are they bringing companies in? How did you get into your first role?
2: Getting to my first role was a combination of me searching for jobs. Um, I had someone at Pascola's actively engaged with me, trying to help me find a job. Um, And then, you know, just me putting, updating and putting my resume out there on the uh, appropriate, appropriate platforms so that recruiters could contact me. So I always had three kind of uh people you know or options as far as looking for jobs uh throughout that time after i had finished the proscolas program but also in addition to that at postcolas they did uh, one week once a week they did a career development course where they brought in um individuals who are you know established in let's say for example um, resume tips or how to create a better linkedin profile for example those types of things just put you out there and enable you to engage with Professionals within this field of IT or cybersecurity, so that um, your outreach is better, so that you know your job opportunities uh, or strategies when you're looking for positions um, may be more effective than uh, what regular um, candidates are doing.
1: Wow, that's that sounds like a a great, well-rounded program.
2: Yes.
0: Mm -hmm. Do you happen to know what the aptitude when when you apply? Do you happen to know the criteria? Mm -hmm of what they look for in applicants other than the aptitude tests you know from from that perspective do you happen to know if not it's okay
2: criteria i mean anybody can apply really um i think you know they want people who are highly motivated for one you know because you know just to be in tech i've noticed the people who usually um you know are very very successful are just super motivated even when they break into the industry it's not it's like they they don't take their gas off the pedal, right? They don't take their foot off the pedal. So, um, you know, just people who are hungry and, you know, are looking for, uh, you know, opportunity to kind of improve their lives. This program, I think uh, at least a lot of the people that I was in the program with are coming from different industries. And that's something that even now that I'm in cybersecurity, I've noticed a lot of the people, even I might be currently working with or worked with in the past, have come from different industries. They haven't even come from IT backgrounds themselves. So it was just eye-opening to me to see, you know, a lot of people just switching over, doing the career change um, from, you know, accounting or psychology or whatever um, to cybersecurity. Um,
0: and what um, the, the people that you've been talking that you your colleagues, actually, because you said <laughs> many of them are your colleagues. Right. They are coming in from these various industries. And I know they have different backgrounds, and they're non-IT. Can you share some of the, just like one or two of the other backgrounds that they're coming from, like what kind of jobs they had prior to, you know, coming into security?
2: A person that I worked with before, he came from law enforcement. So he was a police officer, switched over to cybersecurity. Um, So, you know, right when I, you know, get um, new employees around me or, you know, when I start up at a new spot, you know, I like to just engage with people, just see what their story is about. Um, So I've heard about, you know, law enforcement officers doing that. I've heard um, people who are in the psychology field or doing like clinical work, um, moving into cybersecurity, um, accounting as well. So a couple of people that I know who were doing accounting before and then they transitioned to cybersecurity. So um, there's many there's multiple routes in which you can um, break into this industry.
1: Mm -hmm. It's like we've been saying the whole time, there's different skills from different industries that you can utilize Mm -hmm. to uh, transition in. Yep.
0: So Danielle says, interview tips would be appreciated. I have an interview this Friday. Danielle, I think I may have a surprise for you on Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) Ozzy says, is the program remote or in person?
2: So right now, because of the pandemic, I know... Uh, someone who's in it, uh, she's doing it remote full time because of the current situation, of course. Uh, but usually it would be um, on site at their location, depending on what state you're applying in. So,
0: Cool. And David Gibson says, all gas, no brakes. We know that <laughs> from the security people here. <laughs> um, okay, cool.
1: When when it comes to, now that you've broken in, what are some of the tips that you have for individuals trying to keep up with the rapid change? What do you do yourself?
2: To keep up with, sorry, can you repeat that?
1: With the rapid change in the industry, new technologies, things changing every day, how do you keep up yourself?
2: So one of the things that my mentor told me, um, you know, I I searched out for mentors early on. Um, You know, I needed someone who was, you know, if, you, if you're looking to do anything, the best thing to do is just find someone who's already doing it. You don't need to kind of reinvent the script or re, reinvent the wheel or anything. So, um, yeah, I found a mentor. He told me one thing was if you want to be in this industry, you've got to keep on learning. you got to keep on developing yourself. So just using different things. Like I listen to a lot of podcasts um, about security. Paul Security Weekly is one that I listen to a lot. Um, I listen to CyberWire daily as well. So those things, you know, right before I even go into work, I listen to that because it's just something that, um, you know, allows me to go into work and then I can have discussions about what's happening in the industry or what are the latest threats that are taking place so that I can share that across the security team when I'm at my office or, you know, remote now. So the podcast listening, um, I I do a lot of reading about recent uh, breaches or security um, uh, attacks that have happened recently. So I do that. Um, Darknet Diaries is a good resource as well. Um, so just, you know, just going online and just using the internet as my support system um, to help me stay on top of the current technologies or new new threats that are emerging.
1: Nice, all the, all the top hits that we've, we've learned throughout the years and keep reinforcing, mm-hmm. you just brought them all back up, I love it.
0: Yes, yeah. exactly. So another question, around mentors you brought up mentors um, and you said early on you know you knew to go after and find mentors and find people who were doing what you want to do who taught you about mentorship and looking for mentors or, or how did you find out about how did you find out to do this um, so early on and then um, what are some of the types of mentors that you have are they all technology are they do they have are they in different? Fields or different industries. Curious about that.
2: So I I don't think I wouldn't say anybody taught me how to do it. I think I've just been aggressive from the start. So I just knew from the jump, like if if I want to, you know, do anything and be successful at it, I gotta network and communicate with people. So that's just something that I took on myself to make my just put myself out there. So before the pandemic, like you know, when I was looking for opportunities or you know, looking for people to engage with who are already in this industry, I would go to all these tech conferences. So in the D.C. area, you know, there's a lot of tech conferences that go on, Ignite, you know, and uh, meetups, um, you know, in in relation to cybersecurity and whatnot. And I would just show up to these, you know, in the hope that, you know, I'm going to meet somebody working at IBM or Amazon or, you know, just meet anybody in the field. And just, you know, put put a name to the face, put a name to the resume, put a face to the resume, you know, um, just go up there, you know, introduce myself, tell them who I am, what I'm doing, you know, the the direction that I'm trying to go in, you know, and and just build a relationship and some rapport with that individual and and just look for guidance that way. Another thing that I did was just, you know, kind of um, I found mentors who are from my country of origin too. So, you know, there's already a direct relationship there if I'm working with somebody who's from where I'm from, so you know, just just seeking out those kind of individuals, high performing individuals, people going in the industry, going to these conferences was great because I was not only learning, but I was seeing and you know meeting people who are already established in this industry, connecting with them on LinkedIn, staying in touch, um, and you know just asking them for tips on you know how did how did you um, get to where you're at in your in your life in your career. So just being aggressive with it, I think, was the most important
1: thing that helped me.
0: You're just so wise.
1: <laughs> I know, you remind me of my younger self
0: <laughs> Oh my God, that, I just knew, because most people, I have to say, you know, we, can't, we talk about mentorship, and most people are looking for mentors. Um, a lot of people in the industry look for mentors and are trying to find mentors, and you immediately out the gates knew That this is your this is the fastest path like this is a shortcut so you found mentors you found I know you had told me before you're from Kenya and you came here when you were uh, in high school right Mm -hmm. so you were in high school and where you were able to just come and develop this network already. Um, When you were going to those conferences, a lot of them are expensive. Did you go to the expensive ones and pay for them, or did you get scholarships, or did you go to the more of the meetup types? Like, tell us what you did. did. Uh,
2: I went went to the meetup ones. Uh, I went to the career fairs a lot, so those were the big big ones that I went to, especially the ones for like federal government. So I met a couple cool people in the industry there, Um, but not all of them I was going to was for free. Or if I was paying, I wasn't paying like crazy amounts of money because, you know, obviously I didn't have that kind of money at the time. So I just used what I basically just used what I had. Right. So um, that's I made most of, of what I had, what I could afford at the time. And, you know, mm-hmm. it, to me, it was just it was just to me, it was just to get myself there. Because as long as I did I did that part, then I know the rest will take care of itself. I just need to get myself to where those people are. So.
0: So Danielle says, get multiple mentors for all aspects of life.
2: With her. Definitely, on that.
1: most definitely. Yeah. And I, I, I think your point of um, finding mentors that have a, a similar background as you is definitely helpful, especially for when you're getting started um, because you have that connection already. Um, mm-hmm. And then it allows you to develop that footing and then start to explore more with different types of mentors, um, like Danielle mentioned. So uh, that's definitely very helpful.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, Ozzy makes a good comment here. Finding mentors can be hard, but there's some of us who have learned to do things on our own and reach out only when we need help. So,
1: That's the hard-headed ones in us. Um, (laughs) But that's one of the things that make us good is sometimes doing it the hard way means that we're curious and we're going to try really hard to find out how to break through, how to do it, how to Figure out a tough problem. And um, that's an, an amazing characteristic in someone in, in cybersecurity.
0: Yeah. It's like definitely having that determination. And I know that when she was on just this past weekend, um, we talked about the perseverance aspect, you know, how persevering in security is just that was her, I think that was the final word of wisdom from OZ this weekend is, you know, continue to persevere. Um, so definitely a point when it comes to how we as uh security professionals are continuing to learn and grow in the field. <laughs> she says she's hard headed mm-hmm. <laughs> hosey says hard-headed yes <laughs> uh, Danielle says, pass the torch for women is a great mentoring resource for female mentees so i that's a good that's a good point of danielle um Alphonse, do you have any mentees?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, you know, as I've been uh, progressing in my career, you know, I've met a, people who are younger than me or people who, you know, are trying to break in to cybersecurity at the same time. So I've always tried to, um, you know, lend a helping hand where I can. So just, you know, talk about my experience, talk about, you know, what I did just like here I am on the podcast doing it. Um, yeah. So I've just been sharing my knowledge as I obtained it um, over the years and, it's helped a lot of people. Um, I know a lot of people that, um, you know, they're younger than me and they, they had a you know, way harder start than I did. So <laughs> it's a, it's a good thing to see, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm very, very, um, you know, talkative about um, cybersecurity. So, you know, just talking about tech or how to get in is something that, you know, if people want to reach out to me. Um, I have no problem just sharing that information. So,
0: Do you hear from a lot of people like this for this month in particular, our goal is to demystify security. Um, Mm -hmm. You get a lot of people who just have zero idea what you do. Like it's one big mystery to them. People outside, obviously outside the industry.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a mystery. And I think, um, you know, just breaking it down um, as simple, simple as I can to people, not even going to anything technical, just giving them a, you know, a rough idea of, you know, why security is important for one, why privacy is important, Um, you know, how to, you know, for my friends, especially, you know, I try and just like harp on things like just being safe on social media. That's just one thing that, you know, everybody should uh, have some good hygiene around. So um, yeah, just just breaking it down in a a way that it's a lot simple for people to understand because, you know, if you get into a lot of the technicalities, you'll just run over people's heads right so um yeah so just explain cybersecurity in a way that it's uh understandable to a three-year-old is what i'm pretty much doing to everybody
0: so. <laughs> Now, how do you explain it to a three-year-old this is gold how do you explain it to a
2: uh, i just tell my little nephew i mean it's it's pretty much me on the front line of security so just think of me like as a security guard for the internet or or a company, right? That's all I'm doing. I'm just a security guard, and I'm just making sure that everybody who's coming in and out is, you know, the right people. I'm not letting anybody in who's a threat or anybody that can cause damage to the place that I'm trying to secure. So just breaking it down as simple as possible.
1: Nice, nice. And what what about goal setting? What's your approach to that? Goal setting?
2: Use a number of different things. I think what I do is just uh, I don't set goals like uh, I set them periodically. So I say like a company usually sets its goals every quarter. I I use that same format. So I say, okay, this quarter of the year, I'm going to maybe study this certification um, or attend this conference or I'm going to learn Python scripting. Um, You know, just set it on a quarterly basis so that, you know, I can see, I can look back at the end of the quarter and be like, did I, you know, achieve what I wanted to achieve? So I just set short-term goals like that. Um, I think those are just a little bit more realistic, at least for me. I know a lot of people, they do long-term. Maybe that's more realistic for them. But um, for me, it's just short-term goals because a lot of these certifications... You know, now that I've been in the industry for a while, it's not very difficult for me to, you know, it doesn't take amount of the same amount of time for me to comprehend through information or read through books. I can run through those books in two, three weeks. So, um, you know, setting setting goals quarterly for me helps. Um, and then also just uh, seeing my peers and what they're doing, just having conversation with my peers, what kind of goals are they setting, right? Um, and then just kind of bouncing ideas off of them is what I do the, uh, that helps me the most
0: couple comments in here um so Ozzy says here that I have someone who regards me as a mentor but I'm afraid to call myself a mentor it's a huge responsibility so Ozzy I would say Mm -hmm. I would I would say that you know being a mentor is a responsibility but people look up to you people can see you as a mentor without you feeling like you know that you're their parent per se you know, they just look up to you as someone who they want to emulate and be like, and you've gotten to where they want to be. So it is a responsibility. Um, you know, don't be overly nervous. She has a nervous emoji up there. <laughs> don't be overly <laughs> nervous. You know, but just just reaching back. You know, that's yeah. being a mentor. Just
1: Anything being you want to add, Chris, on- uh, just being honest and authentic as to what you've learned along the way. Um, what what you want to share based on their particular problems you don't have to feel like you have the answer to everything um because you're just sharing your experiences from the heart being authentic and that that's what ultimately being a good mentor is about Mm -hmm. is sharing your bruises so that they don't have to experience it first
0: totally agree with that um Danielle here says, don't get me started on social media cyber cyber safety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Danielle, yeah, I had to explain <laughs> to my child that, no, those are not your friends that you're trying to connect with. He has like zillions of friends, I'm like, whoa, what is going on here? <laughs> These are not your friends. These are not people that you know, for real. Um, I don't know who made this comment, but year uh, per sounds like the year up program, which provides tremendous opportunities to young adults in underserved communities. My company is one of the sponsors of that program. Yes. And so um, Alphonse will talk a little bit because it's funny how I got connected to Alphonse is one of the people who I know very well Europe. I love the Europe program um, and know for, a former Europe director who connected me with the folks at um who were the trainers and stuff at perscolas and then uh perscolas referred me over to alphonse and alphonse has said and he, alphonse you could jump in and talk about this that um a lot of europe people end up at perscolas too is that correct
2: yeah so i think uh a couple of people that i've seen i've connected with on linkedin i've seen they've been in europe and perscolas or one of the other. Um, but yeah, a lot of the people coming out of these programs are, are doing very well for themselves um, right now. So, um, yes, yeah, I, I know a couple, I know of a couple people um, who have done both or one or the other. Um, so, yeah, definitely it's a true testament to both of those um, programs.
0: Both of the programs are amazing. I believe both programs are free. And while well, we know for a fact that Prescolis is free here I believe um, mm-hmm. your up is also free um, I know with Europe you have to have you have to have meet certain criteria so um, I think it, th- there's a monetary eligibility like you know in terms of socioeconomic background um, which is which is, is really positive because it's given people opportunities who likely have, have never even been in corporate settings at all. <laughs> So um, Europe is an awesome program. I had had a Europe mentee when I was in, um, when I my in my last role at, at Freddie Mac had a, a wonderful young lady who was going into security. So definitely an awesome. Both both are excellent excellent programs um danielle has a question again for alphonse she wants to know do you have any long-term goals like five years And looking back danielle she's been on all of these listening to us talk to dr dan (laughs) any five-year goal long longer-term goals
2: um i guess i would say just continue to improve myself uh continue to uh be a master of the craft that i'm in um but long-term goals, uh, probably, um, you know, later on in my career, look towards uh, being the CISO of one of, a co- of one of the companies here in the United States.
0: Nice, you're totally nice. You're I love doing that. that. <laughs> you can easily see that. And then Ozzy mm-hmm. says uh, she thanks Renee and Chris for our mentor mentee feedback. So we are currently at the thirty-minute mark. Alphonse, we want to... Uh, well, Chris, you you can jump in with your final question that you usually ask since you're back.
1: Sure. Um, if you had to summarize everything we talked about into one piece of advice for someone following up and behind your footsteps, what would that be?
2: Um, just, uh, I, think, I think a lot of people... <laughs> You know, they, if, they, if they're if they trying to break into cybersecurity, it can get challenging at times. But, you know, my mom always told me, if, if you're going after anything worthwhile, there's always going to be some kind of hustle that you have to go through. So just, you know, taking in what she said to me, you know, just say and applying that to my life. It's like, you know, it's not been a smooth um, journey, I'd say. It's been something where there's a lot of ups and downs. There's been a lot of disappointments, a lot more disappointments. Than uh I'll, than the wins that I had, so just staying with it, um you know to the point where you you see it through because you know a lot of the times if you're doing the work in the back end, God is gonna come through for you, so um that's all I can say just stay with it um you know keep doing the right thing be as practical as you can with it you know if you're studying uh it's good to, it's great to read books and stuff but uh, like one thing that I did that I don't even talk about but one thing that I did was my previous job um, where I was at, I went to the help desk and, you know, I went to the IT guys and these guys were throwing away all these old IT parts, you know, routers, switches, computers and stuff. And I knew I needed a lab environment for me to be able to get really practical with uh, what I was doing with cyber. So I said, you know what, let me go in there and just buy all this stuff that they going to throw away. And I took it home and I set up a lab environment. And just by me doing that, you know, it wasn't the best thing in the, on, the, you know, on the planet. It, you know, I, it, I didn't have too much money at the time. So I just used what I had and I built it out at home. I set up a uh, subnet um, with uh, Kali Linux. Uh, I set up Splunk in there. I set up Snort, which is an intrusion detection system. Um, and then I started doing hacking on one machine and then doing the job of the security uh, defense engineer on the other machine where I was seeing what I was doing on the attacking side and seeing what an, a defender would be looking at on the other side. So just doing that in my own home, you know, using the resources that I had, um, and I got them, you know, affordably from the help desk. So, you know, just being practical with it helps a lot, because then when I was going to these interviews, you know, nobody, like anybody asking me, you know, how do you set up Spark, How do you set up Snort? I already knew how to do it because I was doing it at home. So just being very practical with it uh, will help you a lot, because those skills you you, you won't. You will never lose those skills, especially if you have an environment where you're able to do that. And one thing that I want to mention is you don't even have to, like, buy the parts or set those things up anymore. Um, nowadays, they have everything online. So you can use, like, for example, if you want to do hacking, you can use Hack the Box, which is just an online platform. Set up your VPN, and then that's it. You can just remote into these machines, and you can go go about just hacking uh, vulnerable machines that are on that platform, right? Another one is try hack me as well. So you can use that. Um, and that's just something that if you even pay just a little small subscription fee, you'd be able to get more resources available to you to be able to challenge yourself um, and learn and improve your skills in hacking. So just using the, the internet as your resource and your support system, especially in this information age that we're in, that's going to really just put you on another level. So... Amazing.
0: Love it. Wise words from 25-year-old Alphonse. (laughs) Sound like somebody's grandfather. Um, (laughs) Ozzy says, ambitious Alphonse, AA, that should be your name. And then um, Aaron Martinez talks about hand-me-down gear is great for learning. But Alphonse, I have to say I um, am so impressed, and I know you will be a, a CISO faster than we know um, and keep in touch and, and, and definitely mm-hmm. keep us abreast of what you're doing because you have already in three years moved into, I think your second role now, either your second or your third opportunity. Um, third role, yep. mm-hmm. third role is security engineer over at the IRS doing some amazing things. So definitely keep in touch. Um, and thank you for being here with us today.
2: Yeah. I appreciate it so much. Um, thank you guys for having me. It's been an
0: honor. Absolutely. So, yeah. folks, tomorrow more guests here, surprises every day for October. <laughs> 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 it's fun. We have more. I think we mm-hmm. have more fun than the guests do. Um, So, we will see you yeah. tomorrow, eleven ish Eastern. Bye, everybody.
2: Bye, everyone. Yeah. Bye. Take care. Mm-hmm.